If you keep entertaining guys or women or whatever that are opposite of what you want, then you are going to continue to attract those types of people. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I am Jared. And we were just singing Mulan. Let's yeah, get down uh, to business to defeat. <laughs> to defeat the Huns. The Huns. <laughs> is that song, I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan, is that like the most beloved Disney song ever? I feel like it is. No, there's so many other great Disney songs. I, but I, I guess I'm saying, like, for people like our age who grew up at that time, like, no Disney song gets people, like, more hyped. Hakuna like, you know what I'm Matata. saying? Like, if you were a, a in a room. What a wonderful day. That one. No, Hakuna no, Matata. no, because it's too, like, no. You think people will get more excited when they hear Hakuna Matata than <laughs> I'll Make a Man Out of You? You're crazy. All right, guys, DM us. Let us know. Is it Hakuna Matata or is it I'll Make a Man Out of You? So guys, we are recording remote because I have a little bit of a cold. So I don't know if I sound different or not. Maybe I do. Um, my my niece came down with a cold from daycare. We got her tested. She came back negative. Then my mom got it. And now I have it. I'm going to go get tested just to make sure because we want to be super safe. But that's why we're recording remotely. And um, we have kind of a fun episode today. I want to tell a story that I happened recently that I haven't told yet, um, which kind of led me to think of the topic today, which is, you know, how to not attract fuckboys. So we're going to give you guys those those tips, or I guess fuckgirls too, right? How to not attract fuckboys or fuckgirls. So this is, goes both ways. Yeah, so this is so exciting to me because I am uh, really curious about the definition of a fuckboy and up until you just said it, I did not know the word fuck girl existed, but I'm really like curious for like, what is that? I'm also wanting to like do a deep dive on myself, like internally of like, have I been a fuck boy? What are like, like fuck boy tendencies that I might have or like to look out for or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Good. Well, I definitely have some strong opinions about this, but obviously, you know, I'm not an expert. It's just an opinion. Um, you know, it. You may completely disagree, and that's okay. I'll, I'm just going to be sharing from my personal experiences and the experiences of my my girlfriends as well. So, yeah. So we've got that coming for you. Um, make sure, guys, right now, just stop this for a second. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, the more reviews, the more ratings we get, the more the show is going to be shared, and the the more it will grow. So we really need you guys to do that. We really appreciate it. And then if you want to become a patron, not a patron, but a patron, <laughs> make sure to go to our Patreon. Thank you. www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Um, it's three bucks a month. You can pledge more. You can pledge less. Whatever you pledge helps us out. We really appreciate you guys. So head over again. It's www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Anyway, so let's start off with a couple updates. Um, Jared, why don't you go first since you're newly vaccinated 100%. Yeah, so you're probably going to make fun of me for this, but I got my vaccine dose on Friday at like 1230 and worked in the afternoon. And then while I was getting it, I asked the woman who like was sticking the needle in me. And I said, Hey, can I like exercise later? Or is that a bad idea? And uh, she was like, No, you know, she's like, stay hydrated and get plenty of rest. But like, if you're feeling fine, like go exercise, like whatever. So I go and I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna do like a little bit of a run here. And then I I did about six miles and I was like still feeling good. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going. And then I did eight and a half miles. And I was like, well, at this point, I may as well go for 10. So I ran 10 miles. Oh my the gosh. <laughs> the same afternoon, I got the vaccine. And then the next day, like all day yesterday, it fucking kicked my ass. Like I did not sleep well all day. I was like 
feverish and had chills and was like achy and was tired. It was the fucking worst, dude. It was awful. Um, but then uh, I I woke up this morning and I feel like a new person. So good. You know, whatever. Yeah. So I'm happy I got it. It's very common with the second dose for it to hit different, right? But I think you probably like yes. exacerbated it by running 10 miles post-second vaccine. Yeah, that was probably not bright, but you know, what are you going to do? But you know, you're training for the triathlon that you're going to be doing. I know, I'm still training for this fucking thing. Um, but it's, you know, it's come, It's it's like less than a month away, which is crazy. But anyways, um, so that's, that's what's happening with me. What's happening with you? Well, I do want to share that we got together on Wednesday night. Since we're not watching The Bachelor anymore, we started uh, WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Rich, I, like, okay. I, I can't tell if you like it or not. I am fucking loving it. I love it. No, I love it. I'm really, oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm really trying to like open my horizons a little bit and like not just watch things that only I want to watch. Um, because like, you know what did it for me <laughs> is the Mandalorian really did that for me because I loved the Mandalorian because of little baby Yoda. Aww. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I... You know, I've always judged kind of like the nerdy, like Avenger and Star Wars or whatever. But they are good. I mean, I really liked Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just started watching um, like Zack Snyder's Justice League that just came out and uh, which is four hours long, by the way. No one told me that before I started it. But oh, gosh, uh, I've not finished it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people like just have an out of the gate aversion to like anything that's like science fiction or fantasy is like, mm-hmm. but like a lot of times that's just the setting for telling like a really good story. That's about like real human emotion and whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note of like watching something that I would normally not watch, I started watching the center on Netflix, which I think you would really, really, really like. Um, The thing about shows like that is like, they really affect me because it's more like real life. Like it could actually happen, Mm. you know? And so Mm. I think that's why it affects me more, but it's you guys, it's really good. We're only four episodes in. there's three seasons. Um, But the, by the first episode, you're like, what? It's so good. So you guys should check that out. Now, uh, do you think I would like it because you're saying I'm a sinner? Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, we do talk about spirituality a lot on this show. And so, um, True. you know, I figured you would connect with it since it's... No, I'm joking. Um, no, yeah, no, it's uh, just like, oh, it's so good. It, it unfortunately portrays like a really horrible part of like the Catholic and Christianity faith, which is... An, is true. Mm. Like it's out there. Um, so it just kind of portrays like just a really like, um, oppressive culture and, um, but it's, but it, but that's only like one part of it. And then the other part is like, what the fuck just happened? Like it's wild. It's so good. Okay, cool. I'm psyched. I'll check it out. Okay. But other than the TV shows that you've been watching. Yes. Okay. So, um, Okay, so last week I had talked about how I was seeing someone and I had talked about how I kind of was like, hey, I don't think I'm ready. And they were like, that's okay. You know, like take the time you need. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this person now. And then we were both like, because sometimes what we need is like that comfort, that security of like, it's okay if this doesn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, on the show, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm a little nervous. I feel like I'm going to have like another freak out literally freaked out like (laughs) the next day. So this, I'm so frustrated with myself and we got, you know, you and I got together on Wednesday night to kind of talk about it, but I'm so frustrated because I feel like, and I've been doing a lot of, a lot of like reflection on this. And I want to also share something that he said to me that really hit, but um, essentially I'm not Mm. talking to him anymore. Kind of. Um, I ended things uh-huh. because I just got really scared. I got really scared. He was coming on really strong. Yep. And 
like, you know, it's flattering. It's really flattering when someone really likes you, but he's very, he's very affectionate. He's very verbally affectionate. I kept asking, you know, I need to slow things down. I need to slow things down. And like that kind of happened, but then it didn't because I'd get kind of sucked into it. And then I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like we're texting too much. Like, you know, and, um, so I just, we were supposed to hang out. And here's the thing though, that I have done better is I've communicated with him through the whole process of just like, I want you to know, like, I'm, I'm having some fears here. I'm not sure where I'm at. I need some, I need some, like, I need this to slow down. Like I need this to way slow down. And, um, he always listened. He always listened. He never, it what didn't like scare him away. Um, he really appreciated the open and honest communication, which is great. Um, but I, I just, it was just too overwhelming. And I, mm-hmm. there's part of me that just is like, I mean, I am just so not ready to jump in a relationship, like a hundred percent. I don't think it would matter who it was with. Um, and I could just see that that's where this was going and I needed like to be able to talk to other people. And he, he, here's the thing though. He never asked me to not talk to anybody else. Like he never, he wasn't requiring this of me. He was giving me freedom. He was giving me the space to like freak out, to be who I was. I asked him, I said, I needed to be able to talk to other people and like not feel like, I just wanted him to know that that's what I needed to do. And he was like, okay, like we've only been talking for like two weeks, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Of course, I wouldn't expect you. But even with that, I couldn't. It was kind of like a combination. It's so funny. So I was thinking about like, I've had these experiences. So my ex is like, I want to be with you. I miss you, but then doesn't want to be with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this guy on Hinge is like, I can't talk to two different people because like I would feel guilty. And I'm feeling like all of those things now. Of course, this is very different because I was talking to this guy for two weeks and not together with him for six months, but, um, I like him. I like who he is as a person. There's so many things I like about him. Like it doesn't make sense for me to not pursue something with this person who is showing interest in me, who's showing up secure, maybe a little anxious. And that's triggering me a little bit. Hmm. Um, but I have a fear that I'm going to hurt him if I start dating someone else and I like them better or that I'm going to get hurt if I like, because this is the process for me is the guys that I have really fell for. They've been way into me in the beginning. I'm kind of like, I don't know. And I push them away and then I'm way into them. And then I'm the one that gets hurt, you know? And so there's just so much going on here and so many layers. And it makes me feel like I'm like crazy and Like, why am I not just okay just being in a situation with someone who likes me? They're not putting pressure on me. I'm putting all of the pressure on myself. I'm allowed to date and see other people. There's no, but it's just like, it's just this fear that I'm going to really hurt him or I'm going to really get hurt. And it makes me like not want to do it at all. So I have two, two theories here. And our friend from the show, Allison, she DM me actually about the episode where I talked about how my ex was saying those things, how he wanted to be with me, but he couldn't be with me or whatever. And she said she was listening to, I think it was Mark Groves. And he said, it's if they're saying that it's either that they're emotionally unavailable or you're not their person. And, and then I'm sure there's some gray area there, mm-hmm. but then it makes me think like, okay, maybe I'm not emotionally available, right? Mm-hmm. I could still be healing. Um, or maybe this person isn't my person. And that's why I'm having kind of these feelings that I need to like retreat. I don't know. I just feel like a mess. <laughs> and that is the summarization of what I just well, I, I, I totally relate to it because like when you start doing work on yourself and you start like seeing the patterns in your life and especially like patterns that are showing up for you in like dating and relationships, it's so easy to like tie yourself in knots where you're like, wait, 
am I doing, is this the same pattern or does this feel kind of different or am I just telling myself that it feels different, but it's really the same. Like it can, it can really like tie you in knots in that way. And I mean, I think to me, like, you know, without getting lost in all those knots, right. It's like, okay, like this guy was a great guy, but like there was something happening that was setting off like those like little alarm bells in you that was like, where it just didn't feel right for you right now. And so cool. Like, you know, I mean, and, and, and I don't know, like, I, I just feel like you shouldn't like beat yourself up or judge yourself for it or whatever. Like, it sounds like it was kind of like you thought about it for a while and you ultimately made the decision, you know? Yeah. It just, it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, well, what if I missed out on an opportunity with a great person that I pushed away or like, on the, on the reverse, like, what if I did jump into something with him and then I missed out on all these other great opportunities? It's kind of like, I, maybe I just need to, to explore a little bit more right now. You know, I just got out of this relationship and I'm just needing to kind of see a little bit more of like what, what's out there as I continue to grow. And I don't know, I just, a, a lot of the reason of why I ended it is, even though he said he was okay with what I was showing up with, I didn't feel okay putting that on him. Like, Mm. I just didn't feel okay just going back and forth, being like, I like you, I don't know. I like you, I don't know. And that didn't seem fair to me. And I wouldn't want that. I mean, again, ultimately, it's his decision, but of what he's willing to, to, um, go through, but I just didn't, I just didn't feel comfortable putting him through it anymore. And I, and, and another reason I know that I made the right decision is after I did it, I felt relief Hmm. and Mm -hmm. not relief from him, but relief from, I made the right decision for myself in that moment. And so I felt good about that decision. Absolutely. You know, but still frustrated. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think what you're talking about is like like staying in your integrity, right? If you're like, yes, this person's telling me I could continue to be involved with them and let them tell me how much they like me all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like knowing I don't really feel the same, that I'm not on the same page. Um, but like, even if the other person's giving you permission, like your integrity was like, no, like actually this doesn't feel good. Like this is not who we want to be in this dating context. Um, And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But by the way, those two questions that you talked about, like, of like, well, what if I'm missing out on a really great guy? Or what if I date this guy? And that means I'm missing out on other people. Like those are both like scarcity mindset questions. If you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I know. I know. But I I just, I'm just, I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to lecture. I'm just, I'm just saying, because, because, because I catch myself doing that all the time, but I'm also, um, uh, when you said like, maybe you just need to like, see other people or whatever. I was, I was going to laugh because I was going to ask you like whether like you were shutting it down as well, because you know that I've recently shut down my uh, dating life. Oh yeah. I'm not shutting it down, but I'm not ready to like, I just don't want that like really fast romance, passionate, like texting each other all the time, like two weeks, you're, like basically kind of like in a relationship. I just don't want that. And I think what I want is like something that I used to be so mad at guys for like giving me is like, um, like a text once a week that says like, Hey, do you want to grab dinner? And then we go Mm. grab dinner. And then like, I get a few days to figure out how I feel about it. I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. It's like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm the person I used to be so mad about. (laughs) (laughs) What a beautiful experience. That's so wonderful. I know. You know, I will say this, um, and I kind of want to, you know, wrap this up because I don't want to talk about it too long, but he said something to me on our our last phone conversation um, that really stuck with me and it made me kind of think about things But he said, you know, I feel like you kind of get in your own way a little bit like you. And he said, if you stepped out of it, like you could Mm. really like blossom. 
And I really appreciate that, actually. I, I think feedback like that for me is really helpful because I think sometimes it is easy to get into kind of the victim mindset of like, well, this happened to me and I had these traumatic experiences and I was really hurt by this relationship. And none of that is wrong. Like you're allowed to sit in that pain and in that emotion. But I think what I struggle with is it it does hold me back because it has affected me so much Mm -hmm. that it holds me back from really like moving forward. Um, And you know, so then I was thinking, okay, well, what, what is it that, what is it about this that really like made me run? Cause I kept saying that, like, I just, I feel like I need to run. Like I got to get out of this. And he was very like affectionate, both, both verbally and physically. Um, and I am not used mm-hmm. to that. Like my father wasn't, super affectionate Mm. verbally and physically my ex-husband you know and I was even thinking about that like at the beginning of our marriage was it like that I don't even remember but I remember by the end of the marriage there was just no reciprocal love language of anything um and then my two ex-boyfriends were not verbally affectionate not physically affectionate in the way and and I will say this okay so it's not that they weren't but I was the leader in that area. I was always the one initiating the mm. I miss you text. I was always the one initiating the hand holding. And when they would initiate it, it felt so special to me. It was like a drug. It was like mm-hmm. I would wait for those rare moments mm-hmm. of them sending the I miss you text, grabbing my hand. And so when someone is just openly and securely being like, hey, I really miss you. Like, I miss seeing you today. Um, I really like hearing your voice. I want to get on the phone with you. Grabbing my hand, um, like, you know, put rubbing their hands through my hair. It's, it is <laughs> something that makes me run so fast. <laughs> I'm like a superhero, like Flash, like, <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> And I don't, and it's something I really need to look at because it ultimately like, it's what I want, right? Like I don't want to repeat the same patterns that I had in my relationships because those didn't work out. I didn't feel enough love from them. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? And then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, I think, you know, I think what you just said is really helpful perspective of like, yeah, like this isn't this person's way of relating wasn't something that that you're used to. And sometimes that can be a positive thing, right? Like when we, you know, we were just talking about breaking patterns and sometimes, but sometimes that's just something that doesn't work for you, you know? And so, and I think it can be, you know, like, and, and, and what I hear you saying is, you know, that you don't want what you had, which is where you were the one constantly making bids for intimacy. And like, anytime you would get a little bit back, it would feel like this overwhelming rush, right? Like, you know, that that's not what you mm-hmm. want. But again, like, for whatever reason, you know, like, some part of you was like, okay, this new thing, which feels very different than that is also not what I want. And mm. I think that's, I think that's fine. I think that's great. You know? Mm. Ugh. I hate how like <laughs> you're not giving me answers. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to like take a stand and be like, "What are you doing? Call that guy. You need to get back with him." Kind of, you're, yeah. You're, you're blowing it. Um. Yeah. No. I I appreciate that and I understand what you're saying. And I think also I think you know I think my my um chemistry compass is changing. You know because the last two guys that I've actually met from online have both been anxiously attached. So I think I am, and actually this is a great segue into Mm. what we're going to talk about, but I think I am starting to change who I'm attracting into my life because I'm doing all of these other things to stop Mm -hmm. attracting what I was. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I think that's fucking awesome when that happens. When you're like, oh, wow, like, this is a different type of person than I've been clicking with before, whatever. Like, I think that's a really cool sign of growth. But so, yeah, so. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, it's exciting. So, okay, so let's just talk about, so I'm going to use a situation and then we'll kind of go into it. But, okay, so you guys remember the hair pulling guy. He, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was like pre-surgery. I want to say it was the, uh, the episode right before Teresa Thomas. I don't remember what that episode was, but um, so mm. I had a, you know, hangout session with this guy. He, we were making out. He pulled my hair and did some other things that were a little BDSM that I didn't feel comfortable with. And I had kind of told you guys that maybe I would tell him, maybe I wouldn't. So we ended up meeting up. Um, I reached out to him and just asked him if he wanted to like hang out. And I w- I had was like feeling lonely. It wasn't my best moment. Um, and he suggested going and getting dinner. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, because bef- we had never gone on an actual date. And so I'm like, maybe he's, Uh like a little bit more interested now or kind of like in a different phase or whatever. So I met up with him and we went to dinner and I noticed he was more reserved, like a little bit pulled back. Um, But we had a nice time. He didn't pay. We split the check, whatever. Um, So we, we came back, we went down to the bar below where I am. It was outside. It was social distance. Um, And I kind of started talking to him a little bit Mm -hmm. about, you know, how are you feeling since we last talked? And, you know, he just kind of opened up to me. He's like, yeah, like you gave me some mixed signals as well. And he's like, so like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with that. And I just, you you just seemed like you needed your space. And so I just pulled back. Hmm. And I said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And like, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and so I, and then I said, you know, I really want to talk to you about something that kind of like bothered me a little bit. And so then I just told him, I said, when you did these things, it made me feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like them. And it was the reason I canceled us hanging out again. And I said, and I wanted to be able to tell you those things because I think it's important for you to know that. And he responded to it really well. He was like, wow. He's like, thank you so much for telling me. He's like, I actually have had a recent conversation about this with someone. I don't know if he had like another experience or like they were just having a conversation. (laughs) Uh He says, but I'm really, he's like, I'm really sorry, you know, about that. And I appreciate you bringing it to me. Wow. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like he handled it super well. Like he's very mature. He, To be honest, I actually think he is a secure person. He probably veers a little bit towards avoidance, but I think, well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so we go up to my office and we're making out again. Oh, right? so, so I'm after like, this. That's what I needed to hear. <laughs> Let's make out. Yeah. <laughs> again, I was lonely. It wasn't my best moment. So we're making out and we almost have sex. And the only reason we didn't is because we had so much alcohol. He was, he couldn't get hard. Okay. (laughs) That happens. That definitely happens when you get like, when you have like one or two, too many drinks, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it happens. Um, But it was good. It happened because I realized when it was about to happen that I wasn't ready. And I wanted to kind of like take mm-hmm. it back, but I didn't know, like it was just, it was too close a call. So it didn't happen. And I like kind of communicated that after like it didn't happen. I was like, you know, I'm really glad actually that didn't happen. He's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. He's like, no rush at all. And so I'm like, okay, so this is all like seeming good, right? And the next mm-hmm. day, 
or maybe a couple days went by and I didn't hear from him. So I texted him and I'm going to pull up the text here, but I just texted him and I said, Hey, how are you? Um, you know, are you ever wanting to hang out again? And he was like, definitely, you know, I'm pretty busy though. Um, I'll get back to you soon when I get more honed in on my schedule. And so I'm like, hmm, okay. (laughs) So you're so busy that you can't even figure out what your schedule is going to be to like find two hours to hang out with someone that you almost slept with. Like this doesn't, this isn't making sense. So I just responded, well, how busy are you? Mm. Like busy as in like, you've got another girlfriend busy or like, (laughs) like I was a little smart about it. Um, I said, because to be honest, uh, we're hanging out like one, once a month at this point. So kind of tell me where you're at. Um, and he's like, that's fair. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> he uh, gave you the uh, Matt James. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Thank you for sharing um, that. Yeah. So. He was like, you know, I do want to spend time with you, but my job comes first right now. And I just don't know what my schedule is going to be. I have all these things and I just, you know, I'll let you know and we can plan on getting together. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate your honesty, but it that doesn't work for me Hmm. because I need someone who's going to check in with me every other day. Just say, hey, how are you? And can look at a calendar and schedule a date. Mm. And so I said, so because of that, and I was very nice about it. I said, because of that, I think it's not the best decision for me to hang out again. And then he said, for sure, hit me up if that changes. (laughs) Wait, but didn't you just say to us, didn't you just say to us, like, you think maybe what you want is the thing that always used to make you mad, which is, like a guy to like, you know, like hit you up like once a week, like, hey, when do you want to hang? You know, and it sounded like he was kind of saying like, hey, let me hit you up in about a week and we'll find a time to have dinner again or something. Okay. Yes. But okay. here's why this is different. Because I can tell from us being together, his age, where he's at in his career that he is not ready for something Uh serious. And so because he's not ready, right? So essentially Mm -hmm. he's not emotionally available to to jump into something that's going to lead towards a relationship. And for me, what would feel more secure, especially if I'm getting ready to like sleep Mm -hmm. with someone is for like, like if I'm just meeting someone for the first time, And we go on one date and it goes really well. And maybe we kiss a little bit. And then I hear from them in a few days and they plan a date with me. And then we go on another date. Then progressively, it should be more texts, more dates, more time spent together, eventually leading to intimacy and maybe relationship, right? That's the progression of it. Well, when you're already being intimate to some level with some person, then at that point, then I'm going to expect more. I'm going to I'm going to want more mm-hmm. from that person mm-hmm. because you're being so vulnerable, vulnerable with this person. Yep. So that's where it feels different to me. And so it came off as fuckboy. Okay. And is he a fuckboy? I don't know. I I can't tell you that. But here are the signs to me that made it feel fuckboy. Okay. One. <laughs> The uh, BDSM aggressive uh, physicalness with our second time hanging out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, the first time hanging out was like really great. I initiated it. He came to my office. We had wine. It was fine. We kissed a little, whatever. So, so here's, here's the signs. He didn't ask me on a date ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, When I asked him to hang out again, then he suggested dinner. Then he didn't pay. Okay, so now here's a gray line, right? Not everybody wants to be paid for. Not every woman wants to be paid for. And not every man like it 
paying for the woman. Mm -hmm. For me, though, in the first couple dates, few dates, if you're really serious about someone or you want to like just just be kind of like um, just nice. You know, it's just a nice thing to do for someone and you're showing them that you respect and care about them. It's important to me that I, my dinner is paid for. Mm-hmm. Especially after like making out. Okay. So that was a, a clue. Now, was it a deal breaker? No. Right. It wasn't a deal breaker. I still hung out with them. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing then was... Just the the inconsistency with the text, the taking more than 24 hours to respond to one of my texts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I would text and then he'd respond more than 24 hours later. And, and then just the, I don't know when I can hang out, you know, I'll let you know. Like, I just really don't think it's that hard to sit down at a calendar and be like, let's hang out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't see him for two weeks, but we had something on the calendar, that would feel better to me. Mm-hmm. So so basically, it's it's just all of this kind of like vagueness. Yeah. And, you know, he's more than happy to to take off take off my clothes, but he's not more than happy to to actually plan a date. Mm-hmm. So again, this is probably more of like a gray line fuck boy. Like he seems like a nice person. I'm sure he is. Maybe I just wasn't his person. I had given him some mixed signals. So he probably wasn't like willing to just like go all in anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, but to me, it felt like that. So yeah, actually. And, and I think the fact that this is sort of an ambiguous case, like helps us sort of zero in on like, what is the, the, the definition of fuck boy. And, and as you're describing like the, the signs that you saw, it's helping me get clear. So I, I looked up a couple definitions, right? Like from like the Oxford dictionary, right? Which I didn't know they have fuck boy in there, but they do. <laughs> one definition is a weak or contemptible man. And so like, we're like throwing that one out. That's not, yeah, that's not really applying oh, to like what we're talking about here. I know. But so the other one there is a man who has many casual sexual partners. And I'm like, okay, so that's closer. So now let's go over to Urban Dictionary, right? So the top definition of fuckboy on Urban Dictionary okay. is this. Fuckboys do whatever they want, whenever they want, and don't care who they screw over while doing it. They lead girls on to believe they are special and they really care about you. Then they turn into horny douchebags that do whatever they can to get laid or even just to pick if they're in a relationship or not. Fuckboys are shallow dickheads. Warning, don't fall for a fuckboy because they will screw you over. Once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. <laughs> by the way, this was submitted by Sky72. Sounds like, oh, this is back. Sounds like she's been hurt maybe by a fuckboy. Wow, that is that is a really right? intense. So, I, and to me though, like I think, and like, you know, comparing that with what you're describing, it's like, okay, so I think it's fine if man or woman, if you're not like at a point in your life where, you're wanting like a major relationship with somebody or if it's fine, if like you meet somebody and you're like, yeah, I, you know, maybe, maybe it's just that person that you're not feeling strongly about or whatever. But I think the real crime that, uh, that fuck boys are sort of tried for is, is sort of selling someone the idea of like, there's a future here. I'm going to sort of treat you at certain stages. Like, we're building towards like a long-term monogamous relationship or whatever, when really like that's not their intention all along. Would you say that that like is kind of how you see it? A hundred percent. I think that's a great definition. And, and I mean, okay, here's the thing. I think there are fuck boys that maybe don't realize they're fuck boys. Like, I don't think it always has to be malicious, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think part of it is like, Sometimes you think you know what you want and then maybe you sleep with that person and then you realize maybe you didn't want that person and that it really was just sexual chemistry and that happens. And so I get that. I think what makes the fuck boy to me is the lack of communication. Hmm. So wherever you're at, 
right? You need to be fully honest and transparent. So, you know, and, and to be honest, like this guy has been very honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been like, he's been like, you know, just so you know, like job is my first thing. My job is my first priority. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my schedule looks like. And, you know, thank you for sharing and being open with me. And if I had continued to be okay with that, which there's multiple people that probably are, right? I could have been like, okay, that's fine with me. You know, I'll continue to talk to other people and, you know, I can keep seeing him or whatever. But I just know for me with my anxious attachment style that that just doesn't work for me. I I can't Mm. do ambiguous. I need clarity. I need clarity. I need a schedule. I need to know when I'm going to see you. I need at least some security of like, I'm going to text you once a day, you know? And, and again, this isn't like in the beginning. I mean, this guy and I had hung out now three or four different times. So Mm -hmm. this wasn't like we just met one time. There had been like three, two and a half months of on and off communication. So, um, so no, I, I don't think he's the definition of a fuck, fuck boy, to be honest, but I don't think that he was mm-hmm. available. And I think that I just don't think he was that into me. And I think he thought mm-hmm. I was attractive and he was attracted to my personality, but I don't think he saw a, a potential with a relationship with me. And so at that point, then you just got to be honest with yourself and with the other person and just kind of like what I did with the other sky is just choose the ethical thing and not see them again or let them know. Right. And maybe he, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was like, maybe he's just in the stage of like, well, she's really nice. You know, I'm not really in the place in my life where I'm ready to commit, but I'm open to seeing her again. I'm open to see what's being happened. And that's where you as a person get to decide if you're okay with that or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you like the thing with, The thing with all of these situations is it really comes down to what you're going to put up with. So if you don't want to be with fuckboys, then stop putting up with fuckboys. You Mm -hmm. have to choose to make that decision. You have to be like, what I want is like, honestly, sit down and write a list of what you want in a partner. Like, I want someone who texts me four times a day. I want someone who asks me how I am. I want someone who doesn't just try and jump into bed with me. I want someone who is very clear about where they are wanting to go with me. I want someone who's not seeing other people, you know? And if those are the things you want, then stop dating people who don't give you those things. If you keep entertaining guys or women or whatever that are opposite of what you want, then you are going to continue to attract those types of people. So you have to cut it off. You have to set your intention and you have the responsibility to make it happen for yourself. Yeah. Well said. I mean, and and that's, it's so interesting because when you said we're going to talk about like how to you know, stop attracting fuckboys. I'm like, isn't it kind of like, doesn't it actually come down to how to stop choosing fuckboys? Right? Because like... Exactly. Yeah, you're attracting all kinds of people, but the ones that you're selectively paying attention to and then going further with... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, And, you know, and it's easier said than done. Yes. Right? It takes practice. So you have to have compassion for yourself if you fall back into the fuckboy trap, right? Um, it just takes time. You need people in your life who are going to keep you accountable, right? If you don't care and you are into casual sex and you don't care about fuckboys and maybe you're a fuck girl or you are a fuckboy and you don't want to change your ways, like, here's the thing. Just be a decent person. Just be a decent human being. Be honest with the people that you're seeing, right? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, just so you know, I'm seeing other people right now. Give them the choice. Get, mm-hmm. Let them know, especially if you're sleeping with multiple people. 
Like they need to know if you're wearing a condom or not. Absolutely. You know, like it's just so important. And it kind of drives me nuts a little bit when women or men are like, I just can't, I just can't find, I'm just always like, people just keep hurting me and I just keep getting sucked into like the same person and they're like cheating on me or, or like whatever the behavior is. And it's like, okay, well, what is your, what is your responsibility in this? Cause you're allowing it to happen. So like, mm-hmm. I know this is tough love you guys. And if you're listening to this and this is like, really like you're really feeling this, just know that I'm doing this in a place of like love because I want you guys to be happy and fulfilled. But like all of the answers are in you. Like mm-hmm. you like Jared said, like you get to choose to stop attracting fuck boys or fuck girls. The answers are in you. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I agree, right? Like, so if any person is like misleading people in any kind of way, because I think that's like sort of the fuckboy move is like, well, I never lied to you, right? But if you're like misleading someone, right? And another one of the definitions on Urban Dictionary is like, they start off being very sweet and convincing you that you're special, but that will soon change when they get what they want, blah, 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 right? So, so yeah, misleading people is like no good. And I think your point about having someone to hold you accountable, like writing things down, like that's almost like if we go back and like listen to the episode with Case Kenny, right? Where he's like, you know, really know why you're dating, really be clear for yourself. And it's good because once you start feeling those feelings for someone and like that excitement takes over, like you need to like kind of forcibly remind yourself, like, let me go back and like check in on the list on why I'm dating on all of these things. Um, because you're right. It is, it is hard. Um, it's really hard. Yeah. I love that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just agree. I think, you know, and it's, Obviously, like if you're in a situation and someone is lying to you and misleading you and making you believe, and then you realize that they've been lying to you, like that's a little different, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But also like there's probably signs that you can look for. Like, are they being shady? Like, are they committing with you and then backing out or like dropping off the planet and then coming back in or like, I don't know. Like, I just think there's signs that you can kind of look for that maybe aren't super cool that someone who is really like dedicated into getting to know you isn't going to do. Also, if you have a fear that, uh, you're going to draw a fuck boy and he's going to kind of like have sex with you and then abandon you or leave you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then you don't want that person anyway. Right. Because you want to be able to be dating someone that if you guys do have sex, maybe a little too soon or on the first date or whatever, that person is a secure enough person that they still want to get to know you. So if you are dating someone and you have sex with them and then they bounce, like, good. You don't want them around anyway. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's so interesting. Uh, one one additional note I'll make is the worst thing anyone can do on their dating profile is put something that's like, show me that like all men aren't cheaters and liars or like whatever. You know, like people like really vent their like, you know, or like, oh, or like, yeah, you know, and, and I think didn't you show me like the male version of that? You, you, you sent me something that some dude had on his profile. Yes. Yes. Some, yes. Some guy was like, um, I'm convinced that all women are liars. I'm not compatible with any women. They all cheat. They're all yeah. Or like gold like, diggers. Who would like this yeah. guy's profile? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're just, you're just, you're just like, putting up a big you're just putting a huge sign on yourself that says like i pick like people that are bad for me you know and so but it's hard it's it's hard when you're in those patterns and 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 people have those patterns because 
usually because they're like replaying some unhealthy relationship dynamic from their past, you know? So like, you know, you always end up with emotionally unavailable people because somewhere probably in your family, probably with a parent or something like that, like you were the relationship that you learned and got used to was one where you were constantly having to take care of the other person and not getting a lot back. And so that's, you're going to be drawn to that in some way. Um, and so, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think you're, you know, what you're suggesting here today is like some really practical steps to maybe be aware of that as it's happening, you know, to sort of question it and like not go too far down that road into something that's going to really hurt you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it all goes down to like what we were talking about with this other guy that I decided to stop seeing, right. Is like, I realize that I have a hard time with someone giving me so much affection. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just need to look at, right? It's not it's not like you said, like there's no right or wrong of why I yep. made the decision that I did. I don't need to beat myself up because I'm afraid of that much affection. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to really think about it because ultimately I do want affection from my partner without having to earn it, right? Mm-hmm. And with this other guy, I was having to earn his affection. I was having to be the one to reach yes. out. I was having to be the one that was like, let's meet up. Do you like me? What's going on here? And that that situation feels so much more like home to me. And so that's why I cut it off. And so you just have to like, if this is what you want, you have to like, it's like a marathon. Like it's like a, your triathlon, Jared, right? <laughs> you're training for this. You have to work, <laughs> you have to work on it. You have to like, you have to run a certain mu- number of miles. You have to work up your speed and all of that. And it's like the same thing in our dating and our relationships. Like we have to kind of do like, um, it's like a, what's that thing? It's like a guess and check, a check and guess. Um, it's what's a word for it. It's like a, it's like a science guess experiment. Guess and test. Yeah. No. <laughs> like a like a guess hypothesis and, no. and an experiment. Yeah, I guess no, and test. No, it's like yeah, something yeah. else I'm thinking of. Anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, and just have compassion for yourself if you like find yourself in the same situation, and see what you can do to not be in the same situation next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but what you were just saying like made me think of this. Right. So yes, we all have patterns in our lives and, and, and most of us are drawn towards some relationship dynamics that aren't always going to be the best for us because of that. And in addition to that, and totally separate from that, right? Like we chase things that retreat from us. So, and, and I think that comes from that scarcity mindset too, of like, you're like, wow, this person's so great. And, but they seem on the fence about me or they're not like as into me as I am into them. And then the natural human thing is like, you want to win them over. Like you, and it's, and the word win is really vital there, right? Like you were like, oh, I have to like win. I have to like be the type of person that's going to make them like really want me back and like blah, blah, blah. And, and it's hard not to get sucked in by that, Mm -hmm. but it's like, well, rather than, trying to win them over and sort of convince them of your worth. It's like, well, hang on. Like, is this, do I, because in that thinking is the idea that if you can convince them that you're awesome, that they're going to think that you're wonderful. And then the behavior you've been seeing is going to change. And I think more often, right? Like the behavior that you're seeing is, their behavior towards you and that it's not all of a sudden like the switch is going to flip and then they're going to be this suddenly very attentive and caring and available partner when they're sort of showing you the opposite of that. So it's, it's that kind of wishful thinking, I think that is why it's so hard to sort of break away from, from, you know, the fuck boys or, or these types of dynamics. Yes. Uh, and that comes back. I know we've talked about this quote a couple times on the show, but it's uh, the quote is when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And actually um, that quote is by Maya Angelou. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Maya So who knew? Maya Angelou yeah. is like the fuckboy expert. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about fuckboys way before any of us. I know. She's, That's she's hilarious. wise beyond her centuries. Um, okay, guys. Well, I hope that helps you kind of navigate things and just remember to like, it just takes time and you have to choose what you want. And then you have to get rid of things in your life that aren't on that path and just choose to mm -hmm. go on the straight and narrow. Is that right? Is that the phrase? The straight and narrow? Yes, that's the phrase. Congratulations. You got woo, it. Woo. <laughs> All right. Gratitudes really quick. Do you want to see what you're grateful for? Oh, what am I grateful for? Um, did I say this one already? Um, I might have said this one already, but I was reminded of it. Uh, I'm grateful for, because your mom got me a knockoff Instant Pot from a garage sale and I'm like really grateful for it. I've been using the shit out of it. I use it to make beans all the time because <laughs> I'm eating more plant-based. I've got it fucking dialed in for, um, I do like a steel cut oatmeal with pumpkin in it. Mm. And like, I've I, yeah, like my breakfast game is on point thanks to the knockoff Instant Pot your mom gave mm. me. So I'm grateful Sounds for Sounds yummy. And I'm grateful for like speaking of, um, you know, like that I like shut down my dating life recently. Um, it's actually caused me to, you know, again, like turn to other friends and people in my life and like the walk you and I took and like, I've just like been able to talk to friends on the phone a little bit more this week and stuff like that. So I'm really grateful for those things. Cause I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, I need to find a romantic partner, you know? And it's like, well, no, you just want love. You want more love and connection in your life. And there's a million ways that those needs can be met mm -hmm. other than by like one special person. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, Once my cold is over, I'll have to come and eat some of your Instapot cooking. Yes, please do. Okay, so what are you grateful for? I am grateful for... This is this was a really hard week. This was a really hard week. And, you know, maybe in an episode coming up, I'll talk more about what happened. Because um, something happened personally to me that hasn't doesn't have to do with boys. And it was really a painful and it, it just surprising experience um, that I'm not ready to talk about yet and want to be... Um, I want to talk about it when I'm able to talk about it very neutrally, but yeah, it was just really painful. And I feel like it helped me going through that helped me really reset. And like, I mm. went on a hike by myself with Olive and I spent extra time with family and a friend that was visiting. And I just made decisions for myself to like, that was one of the reasons I stopped talking with this guy is like, I just couldn't manage all of it. Like what I was feeling with this and like, then the anxiety I was feeling with that. And I just needed to like have me time and just figure out what I needed to do. And, and I did, and I, and I'm still on that path. And I think um, that's one of the reasons why I've kind of made this decision of like, I, I just can't jump into anything because I'm, I need to figure out what I'm, what I'm doing. I got to kind of really hone in on my future and like make things happen for myself and not get in my own way. And um, so I'm really actually really grateful that I went through that experience. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I mean, it's really cool to be able to be like, I'm grateful for this really painful thing that really sucked, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is still painful and that still sucks because I know that I'm like learning and growing from it. Um, yeah, I think that's, and, and like, I feel that way about things in my past, but like, usually like, like not for a while. So that's, so that's pretty <laughs> cool that you have that perspective, like even like while you're in it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Lena Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. Become a patron 
not a patron on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Helen Podcast. Visit our website, www.hellongoodbyepodcast.com for everything. Sponsors, Patreon, episodes, bios, social media, and subscribe, rate, and review. Share with your friends. And we'll see you guys next time. Sounds awesome. Bye. Bye.